Hello, and welcome to the Development Debrief with Catherine Van Sickle, the stories-based podcast that interviews professionals, donors, and thought leaders in the field of fundraising. I'm Catherine Van Sickle, and on this special episode of The Debrief, I will share some of my personal experiences with virtual visits. My goal after you listen to this short segment is for you to feel more excited and more comfortable around the possibility and the wealth of opportunity, pun intended, around virtual visits. I am certain that we can raise money this year working online, and I know that if we get comfortable and make it fun for ourselves, we can get through this together. I'm going to walk through a couple of steps I've identified around the process of doing meetings during this time. And I'm going to start with actually securing the meeting. So I've been using primarily email in my outreach, and I've been working really closely with my colleague, Alex Wingerson, who will cull through lists with me around the regions that I cover. And on some, he will send emails on my behalf. And then we've also done experiments of him sending emails as if they're me. And then of course, I send emails to the people that I have established relationships. And basically it's the same outreach that I did before. Hello, introducing myself, I represent the university, I wanna learn from you, I would love to have a couple minutes of your time to hear about your experience at Columbia and to make a connection with what you care about with the important work that we're doing here. The difference is that I'm letting them know that I will be going on a virtual visit to their city. So it takes the edge off for them of why are you reaching out to me now? Are you targeting me? It it takes all of that away to say, I'm going about my job the same way I would have. The other aspect is that it helps you organize your outreach. It helps you realize, okay, so for the month of October, I am solely focusing on this city or this reunion cycle or this industry. And you can really be clear with yourself because as we know, so much of it is about the internal organization. And then of course, we want it to make sense for our constituents so that they're not wondering why does this matter at this time? So that's the way I've been going about getting meetings, and I've found that I've had just about the same rate of response as I would have if I was actually planning to go travel somewhere. Okay, so I'm going to walk through the five steps of the actual meeting that I go through and that I know my colleagues have done that have worked for us, that other people have told me have worked for them. And so I'm going to start with the preparation. Number one, how do you get ready for the meeting? So this was true before, this will always be true, whether we are fundraising in person, virtual, or from outer space. Be clear on your goal for the meeting. What is it that you want to accomplish? Is it as simple as identifying if this person is a major gifts prospect? Or is it asking for a gift? Anything among that spectrum, it matters that you're clear about what you want out of this and that you tell them. So I've said to people straight out, this is what I want to talk to you about today. Is there anything that you want to talk about? And then you can refer back to that several times throughout your conversation. This might sound silly, but another really important thing is making sure that all of your Zoom details are right. And even if it's a phone call, if the time zone isn't right, you're in trouble. 
And I actually had this happen where I thought I had another hour to prepare for a meeting. And then I got the notification that the alum was on the call. And that definitely gave me a pause. I, it ended up being okay, but that was something that was a mistake that I made in sending the invitation. So double check on that. That's really important. The other thing I've really been enjoying is standing up and walking around before the meeting, either in my apartment or walking around the neighborhood. If it's a really big meeting, like a big solicitation or someone that I feel really lucky to have the opportunity to meet with and, and I'm nervous, I might go to the coffee shop, get myself something, a cappuccino just to get those jitters up, pun intended, and that's helped me. Another thing I've done is I've worn heels for these meetings if I don't have time to go get the coffee or whatever because it makes me feel powerful and it makes me feel ready and prepared and it sort of simulates that experience of being in a visit. So I would really encourage you to think about what is something that you could put on that would make you feel really good. Even if the person can't see it, even if it's on the phone, it impacts your energy on the phone, how you approach it, how you connect with the person, and it helps you really get to your highest vibration of energy. The other thing that's really interesting is thinking about our backgrounds. I know it can be tempting to just have a white wall behind you because it's the most, the closest replication to being in the office. But actually, I think that could be a little bit short-sighted, and I'll tell you why. Okay, I don't have this confirmed for sure, but I think that the donors are just as nervous as we might be on the other end. And so if there's something that they can ask you about, it's a way for them to break the ice and vice versa for you to do for them. And so I have a piece of art behind me in my apartment and a lot of people have asked me about it and I've been able to tell them the story and it's a really great icebreaker and connection in the beginning. And I always tell people I'm in my studio apartment in New York City. I've been here all summer. I tell them about what's going on, um, that I lived with my parents for a few months in the beginning, just to humanize myself and let them know what I'm going through. And then in return, I really always take the opportunity to ask them where they are, whether they're in their winter home or their summer home or their full-time home, if they have extra guests in the house, if they've been with family, what their comfort level is with social distancing at this time. It can tell you a lot about the person and where they are and how willing they're going to be to have an open and honest conversation with you. The other thing too, and again, this is all about style and what you're comfortable with, but if there's a beautiful background behind them, I would say, can I? Can you show me the room? Can I, can I look around? I've actually gotten a few little tours of people's homes because the truth is, just how I'm proud of the piece of art in my apartment, they're proud to show what they have and where they are and it might even be kind of fun for them. And it's just as powerful as it would be for you to go visit them in their homes. So it's a fun thing that I have had success with. It's no one has said, oh no, I don't wanna show you that. Why would I do that? The third thing is making transitions in the meeting. And with that, I'm talking about going from how are you, what's going on, and the niceties and the small talk to then moving into 
learning about their relationship with the school or their readiness around talking about a gift or providing the update that they have said that they want about the school. These things have been more clunky. Colleagues have shared with me these things have been, have felt a little bit more awkward online. To that I say refer back to your goals. You can always tell them. I told you for this conversation I wanted to get a sense of where you are in terms of the gift that we talked about the last time we met in person. You can go back to that. You can be really upfront. You can, I've actually asked people, are you comfortable with picking up our conversation where we left off? And I've gotten both answers. I've gotten, yes, I'm happy to continue exactly where we were. And I've gotten, you know what, I'm happy to be in touch with you, but I'm just not in a position to keep talking about a gift in the time frame that we had discussed. So with that, I just really do recommend being very clear and upfront. And I found that that does help. So joint meetings are a unique opportunity, if not the biggest opportunity that I think we have with online visits because, first of all, they're free. So in the past, if you wanted to bring a colleague with you to the city or a faculty member or whatever campus partner, you would have to pay for their way, bring them along, you know, have them take a day off of their work, and that is completely eliminated. So you're asking whoever this person is for essentially an hour of their time, but I highly recommend that you talk with them beforehand, even if it's for 20 minutes, about again, your goal for the meeting, their goal for the meeting, make sure they're aligned, and really identifying who is leading the meeting. And then the other thing that's really interesting is you can ask them to ask some questions that you have already asked the donor to see if you get a similar answer or a different answer where they can say something such as, my understanding is that you've been talking about X gift with Catherine. How are you feeling about that? Or how did that come about? And giving them the chance to answer that again gets them excited again about the original point of the meeting and where they are. And it also helps you gauge where they are mentally on all of these plans. In closing, agree on your next steps in your deliverables. So repeat to them, what you had told them you would send them or follow up with. Ask them when they want to meet again. What time frame works for them? How would they like to meet again? Did this Zoom format work or would they like to do phone? And let them know what you're going to do within a time frame that you know you can do it. And then of course, and as always, thank them. So these have been some things that I've noticed and picked up and I'm really excited to share that I actually do have two gifts in my pipeline for this year, six-figure gifts, with people that I have met online since we've gone remote. So this is possible. We can do it. We can make it fun. We can support one another. I know my team is supporting me and I'm supporting them. Share your wins with your teammates and share with us what's working for you. I would love if you would reach out either through Instagram at devdebrief or email me at devdebrief at gmail.com and let me know what's working for you. Because if I know anything for sure, it's that if we do this together, we are going to get through it. If you enjoyed this solo episode, let me know. I can always share more about my own personal work. 
But in the meantime, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. I hope you're feeling rejuvenated and motivated to start next week, ready to go with your Zoom meetings and ready to get curious with your donors. Thanks so much.